Growth is the only way to unlock your true greatness, not only to yourself, but to the world. I'm your host, Candace Lamb, and I'm here to encourage you to explore the possibilities of your best life, what it looks like, and what it takes to get there. I've gathered successful leaders all around the globe to ask the questions we all want to know about business, wealth, health, and relationships. So settle in. You're listening to the Growth and Greatness Podcast. Hello, hello, and good evening to you. Welcome to another episode of the Growth and Greatness Podcast. I am your host, Candice Lamb. And for those of you who are new tonight, the Growth and Greatness podcast is a weekly show where I have the privilege of interviewing leaders from all around the globe who have discovered the secrets of success in all sorts of areas of life. And we are going to have conversations that are meant to inspire you and equip you to unlock your inner greatness so that you can live your best life. So I am so excited to be coming to you all again this evening. Our topic tonight is how to turn tragedy into triumph. There is not one other person that I could think of that should be having this conversation tonight, and I'm really excited to be able to bring them on. My guest tonight is Chaplain Carmelita Millet. Carmelita is an amazing lady, full of grace. She is a wife of almost 30 years, a mother of three, and a grandmother of three. She is a licensed chaplain who comes with more than 30 years of management experience in the finance industry. And she is also the founder and owner of Anointed Steps Dance Ministry School that equips all ages with the technique while providing spiritual lessons and guidance pertaining to dance and movement. Everybody, please help me welcome in the chat with a clap, some hearts, whatever you wanna do, Help me welcome Chaplain Carmelita Millet. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Pastor Candice. How are you tonight? I am good. I'm good. I'm good. That is awesome. For the invitation. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? You know, whenever I feel an urge, like, man, we really need to have this conversation. Uh, The way that it works out is like, I just feel like God just pops a name in my brain and I'm like, all right, this is who we're going to have to talk about these things. So I'm excited to talk with you and I'm really excited for you to be able to share your story with our Mm -hmm. viewers and our listeners who will be listening to this at a later time because your story is so rich. I've had the privilege of chatting with you a little bit about it, but Mm -hmm. I want to provide a little bit of context before we get too deep into it and then we're going to take it away. So for those of you who do not know Carmelita Millet, and she is well known in Bermuda, well, at least I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think a lot of people know who you are. I mean, if you're not dancing in the streets somewhere or dancing in somebody's church, I mean, that's how I got to know you. I'm like, this lady's dancing everywhere. <laughs> And, but there's also such a peace about you and such a calm about you whenever I encountered you. 
one of the things that really inspired this conversation tonight was something that you and your family recently walked through, which was, and I'll actually let you tell the story, you know, tell a little bit about what happened, but you all recently experienced a tragic loss in your family and Mm -hmm. it was public. And there were a lot of people who got a chance to see you and your family walk through the fire in a really gracious way. And Mm -hmm. I was inspired by that. And I was encouraged by that. And I thought to myself, wow, that is a, you don't get to that place and you don't have that kind of response without the Lord doing some amazing things in your life leading up to a moment like that. And Mm -hmm. so it's in the pressure that we see what people are made of. And when I witnessed that with you and your family, I was like, this is a lady we've got to talk to. I'm sure she has so many gems that she can share with us that people that we all can benefit from. Listen, me included. I'm the first partaker (laughs) of all of my interview. (laughs) I'm trying to grow and be great myself. So... I think my first question for you, Carmelita, is when did you first experience a tragedy that turned to triumph in your life? Wow. First, I guess I can probably look back as a child and look at my life now because life was not easy, you know, growing up. And when I look at growing up through my childhood, certain parts of my life, I'm like, am I going to really make it to my adulthood? Mm. Because some of the situations were that bad. And I was just so determined that I was going to get to the other side. You know, I felt that I was always a fighter. Mm. I was never going to give up (laughs) no matter what. But when I look back, it's just like, man, am I going to make it even to a teenager? Because it was a hard you know, being young. And the thing is, even in being young, I had to grow up fast Mm -hmm. because life was just like that. But when I got to kind of like high school and I'm like, oh, I'm still alive. Okay. Somebody's been praying for me. I don't know who it was, but somebody was praying for me, you know, but just as a child, you know, and I think I may have shared that with you the other night was that As a child, most children, you know, they're allowed to play and, you know, be a child. For me, I felt that I was thrust into caring for my mom, even as a young child, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure that she was okay when she went to work, making sure that when she got back home, you know, the house was okay and, you know, all of that stuff. And I felt like, okay, where's the opportunity for me to be that child? Mm -hmm. But I accepted it, you Mm -hmm. know, I just accepted that portion of my life. But as I continued on in growing up, I was determined that, you know what, it's probably time for me to experience some sort of life, you know, and experiencing that some sort of life may not have been the perfect life that, you know, someone would have wanted. But with that came a lot of lessons. Mm -hmm. You know, and I had to make some decisions that either I was going to go the right way or the wrong way. I said, you know what? I need to make some changes. And in what I experienced as a child, I said to myself, you know what? When I grow up, I'm going to have the total opposite of what my life was. 
My children, my family yeah. are going to have the total opposite of what my life was. And so I smile all the time. I'm like, did I shelter my children too much from reality? I mean, they've seen mom and dad fuss, but they don't really know what that fuss is really about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, where with me, I knew what it was like to see my mom be done, you know, mm -hmm. and, and get back up and be done again. And, yeah. you know, all of that. But I was determined that my future life was not going to be like my past life, you mm -hmm. know, and by the grace of God. And I didn't know God back then. You know, I learned God when I was 36. So, wow. yeah, you know, I just know that his hand was on me even way back then, mm -hmm. you know, for me to get to that. So I think that's probably <gasps> the first time I triumphed over some hard times. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so interesting how you said that you came to know the Lord at 36. You know, it's like, <laughs> Sometimes we only think about the Lord when we came into the understanding of him, but really he's been there the entire time. That's true. But you know what? And you saying that even as a child, I prayed to the God that I heard people talking about. Like I uh -huh. used to say, God, can you please get me out of these situations? Like I used to guess I was praying to him, <laughs> you know, I'm like, Lord, if you only get me out of this, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. I wanted to get out of that situation at that time, uh -huh, you know, uh -huh. but I knew there was a God. My mama sent me to Sunday school, you know, so I had that. And so I knew that there was a God out there, but I didn't understand that he was really there for me. Yeah. I love that because I think sometimes we find ourselves in situations of tragedy and loss that are beyond our control. Right. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. but God is, He's so good that he can begin to turn those things around, even outside of our knowledge of him doing so. Yes. So we don't always have to be in relationship with God to experience him causing things to work together for our good. Yes. yes. So thank you for sharing that. When you were coming up and experiencing those hardships, how do you think that that shaped your worldview about life and loss and hard things. You mentioned that you didn't feel like you were able to be a kid. How do you feel like you approached life because of what you went through? Well, I think I always look at the example of, you know how they say when, if you say you grow up in an alcoholic family, so that's what you're going to be. You know, when you grow up, you're going to mm -hmm. become an alcoholic and all of that. But I was just so determined that I was going to be the opposite of what my life was. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm not going to drink. I didn't want to smoke because I was like, if I smoke, I might get cancer. You know, that was my mindset, you know, but I was yeah. so determined my family life was going to be the total opposite of what my life was. So I made sure that I stayed away from those things that I knew was not right. I just kept that mindset and yeah. I'm just so determined. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to let anyone suffer around me because it's not a nice feeling yeah. and I don't see that something is right. I'm going to step in, you know, and I just kept that mindset. No, I'm not going to, my past is not going to dictate to my future. Yeah. Basically. And I just told myself that. I love that because even like God can use it all. Right. Like we, Again, I think about like the times when, especially when we walk with God, we think like, you know, change happens in our lives a particular way, but God mm -hmm. can just 
He can just kind of influence and impact our decision-making, even when we're not, you know what I mean, in constant communication with him, just enough for you to say, I want the opposite. And mm -hmm. I am determined to make sure that I don't go in that direction. Like mm -hmm. that's enough. That's enough yeah. that the Lord's like, all right, yes, you just keep doing that. Just let that be that. So what do you feel like was one of the lessons that you learned about loss at any point in your life? I truly believe that loss make you stronger. And with loss, it shows you really how strong you are. Because I've never, I guess with my grandson, it's probably the hardest tragedy that I've been through. And looking back at my past and some things that I went through, I thought it was really hard, you know, but I just know, you never know your own strength until you go through something, you know, and I can, I can remember some days in my younger days, I'm like, I wonder how I'm going to react when I do have a tragedy. You know, mm. I, I wonder how I'm going to respond when I go through something like that. So you never know your true strength until you go through it. And I know the tragedy of my grandson, like, I think I blew my own mind. <laughs> you know, I really didn't think I was that strong, mm -hmm. you know, but I just know that I'm telling you, having God in my life, and I know he had prepared me for this time mm -hmm. because two years prior, I was constantly in his word. Hmm. You know, like constantly. And I'm just like, look, I'm in your word day and night, every day, constantly, constantly. But when this year hit, I was just like, oh, okay. I was able to pull on so many scriptures that helped me and hmm. continued to just keep me focused, really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm just like, I just don't know how I would have responded if I didn't have Christ in my life, because I know the type of person I am. And I know it could have only have been him to keep me grounded because when it happened, I instantly like family, my family, my family, you know, and it was just like my, I got to make sure my family's okay. I've got to make sure my daughter's okay. I'm got, you know, it was just like, I didn't even think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't even think about me hurting at mm -hmm. that time, you know, and, I say it all the time. I just don't know how people go through death or lost without Christ because I have him to hold on to, but they have no one, you know, they have their family, but they're all grieving together. So yeah. there's no extra source that you can pull on, you know, at that time. That's so true. There is, the Bible does say that we don't sorrow the way others sorrow. Right. It's not until you find yourself in that situation. I've never walked through what you've walked through, but in my own instances of loss, I can remember thinking to myself, surely I'm going to break down at some point. Yeah. Like, I just feel like that is the proper thing to be doing right now. What I mm -hmm. logically, I'm going to break down. Mm -hmm. And every day I just kept on being able to wake up. And every yeah. day I just kept on being able to put one foot in front of the other. And I was like, surely there's got to come a time where I'm just going to collapse in a ball of tears. And the Lord mm -hmm. just every day, you know, that he extra does it. Yeah. He does it. It's, he does it. It's something because, you know, every year for the dance school, we have, I call them my term focuses. And so we have a focus for each term and scriptures to go with it. And this year, 
for the focuses was peace. That was term one. So from January to March, we did nothing but studied about God's peace. Wow. You know, and I got that in December, you know, and so I'm just like, wow, Lord. And the scripture that he gave me was John 14, 27. It says the peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives it, right? So I'm just like, okay, Lord, you knew that I was going to encounter what I encountered in March, and you already told me in January that I already had your peace. Yes. So that was my scripture. Yep. When that happened, I hung on to that scripture. Yep. You know, yep. and so I'm just like, God, He has us in mind constantly before anything happens. You know, so we just have to catch up with it. <laughs> it's so true. And I just want to encourage anybody that is listening right now who feels like, you know, they are in a season where they have experienced loss or they're trying to navigate what they would consider to be, you know, a disappointment or a tragedy or anything like that. One of the first ways that you begin to turn the corner and turn that tragedy into a triumph is being able to hold on to the word of God that tells a different story. Yes. Because yes. sometimes it is only the word of God that will counteract what our grief is saying to us, mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. the grief of the people that we love is saying yeah. to us, what yeah. the grief of the community is saying to us. But mm -hmm. the word of God, the way that the Lord gives it to us and the way that he prepares our heart, like he grounds us in it. Mm -hmm. And so yes. it's, it's almost yes. like, you know, when we're, you know, we know what hurricane force winds look like and all of the preparation <laughs> that we go into making sure that we are grounded. And so yeah. for those of you who are looking to navigate, look to the word of God. It's more yes. than just a soothing thing to read. It mm -hmm. really does become mm -hmm. your anchor when the winds of life get rough. Seriously. It's, you're very right with that because... Anytime I go off track and I try to do things my way, because I have my scripture I hold on Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean out on my own understanding, because it's just like, Carmi can figure it all out. I'm got this, Lord. You know, I'm good. I need you. Come on. And he's just like, well, who, who, who you trust in her? I'm like, yeah, okay. You know? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but I find a lot of times when Carmi wants to do it Carmi's way, I get right off track. Come on. You know, and he reminds me, no, you're not going to do anything without me. And I know with what I went through this year, I could have only have gotten through it with God. Mm -hmm. You know, I couldn't have done it in my own strength at all. You know, and even right behind that, two months later, losing my mom, I'm just like, Lord, how much more? Yeah, You know, how much more, but his word just constantly kept me focused, kept my mind. And yes, I have my moments and sure. yes, I still have my moments, you know, but I'm able to bounce back because I know what God's word says about me. Absolutely. And the word of God doesn't come to remove our grief in no, an unnatural absolutely. way. Like I do believe that the Lord uses the grief. Like that is a part of the healing process. 
And I think in times past, especially the rap that we get in the Christian community is that we are looking for the Lord to do, to almost excuse us from the natural processes of feeling Mm -hmm. hurt, pain, Mm -hmm. anger, grief, you know what I mean? All of those things. And it's like, no, I'm fine. I'm good. Just trusting in the Lord. You know, he's still on the throne. I'm still blessed. I'm still, yeah, all of those things are true, but we are also still feeling real. Yeah. Yeah. We are still feeling real things. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I think is important to note is that, you know, we came up in a generation where we were proclaiming, like, I am blessed. I'm highly fat. I'm not going to say that I'm feeling this or whatever, whatever. Right. But then Mm -hmm. there is a temptation to overcorrect. Yes. And all we want to do is own our feelings. All we want to do is own our sadness. All we want to do is own our grief. And I do want to encourage somebody out there that there is a place in the middle. There is a place of grace that exists in the middle for you Mm -hmm. to feel what you're feeling, but accept the word of God in your situation. Yes. Yes. And the word of God is your life raft. It is your hope. It is a resilient hope that points towards a brighter future. So I just want to encourage somebody tonight Mm -hmm. with that. Carmelita, there's a phrase in the Bible. It's taken from Isaiah chapter 61 that talks about God giving beauty for ashes, joy instead of mourning and praise instead of a spirit of despair. Can you tell us what this passage means to you and how you may have experienced that in your life? Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's a good question. You know, it was, I can look back maybe four years ago, I think I kind of hit rock bottom Mm -hmm. and I was at a point in my life where it was just, cause I just felt like, I don't know if it was burnout or just, just a lot. Yeah. And I was about to throw in the towel, you know, and I said, God, you know, if you are really who you say you are to me, then it's time. You know, and I had to remember where God brought me from and really remembering who Carmi was, you know, because mm-hmm. I think I forgot who I was because, you know, I want to save the world, you know, and I'm going to take on everybody's feelings and everything and come to me. I'm got you. And, and I think in all of that, I forgot me. Come on. You know, and I said, God, you know, show me, show me what to do so that I can be all that you truly called me to be. It's the you truth. Know? And he said to me, it's time to let go of some things. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> but remember, I want to save the world. You forgot. You, know, but- you forgot, Lord. <laughs> but. I took that to heart and I found that when I rearranged some things in my life, the joy returned. Come on. You know, my beauty returned. Come on. (laughs) Praise returned. Come on. Some of us are not living in those places where Mm -hmm. of provision that the Lord has given to us, not because it doesn't exist for us, but because we are out of alignment with what God has in mind. And I laughed because you were like, God, I wanted to save the world. But in my heart, I'm like, the Lord's like, I already did that. So what are you doing? (laughs) He's like, I'm like, "Uh, Lord, I thought we were doing this thing. He's like, girl, I don't don't already did that. Did you forget? 
<laughs> exactly. You know, I found that when I refocused, things lined up. Come on. You yeah. Know, I can honestly say that I am in a really good place in my life right now. Mm-hmm. You know, even in work, you know, I've been managing for uh, like 26 years. I have been managing and my position was made redundant. And so I'm in a position now where I don't have any staff and I miss my staff. Like I miss, that's like my heartbeat, you know, but just the freedom that I have not to think for anybody else, not to have to do constantly for anybody else, just focusing on me and making sure that I do my job and do it right and have someone to answer to. It's a good feeling. Like, I'm like, I can retire (laughs) stress-free. And yes, these storms still come. Don't get me wrong. But it's such a burden that has been lifted off of my shoulders. Yeah. So that's what that scripture means to me. (laughs) I love that. I love that. But it is about being realigned, like being aligned with what God really has for us. I think, like I said before, when when I think about that scripture, God giving us beauty for ashes, uh, joy for mourning, praise for the spirit of despair. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think when we are aware of that passage, we have a tendency to try to get it without going through the process of getting nice. it. Right? Like I wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how we get to that place. I'm highly, I'm blessed. You know, how you doing? Oh, I'm great. You know, we're working through it. You know, the Lord's still on the throne, all those things. But like, if the Lord is giving us a gift of peace instead of the turmoil that we're walking through, there is a process of exchange. And that's the piece that I want to share with somebody tonight and highlight for somebody tonight. Mm -hmm. It's not just putting on a different mask for the world Mm -hmm. to say, yep, I've got this. I can check Mm -hmm. that box. No, the Lord is really wanting to walk us through an exchange of us trading our sorrow. Yes. Of us trading our hardship, of us, number one, acknowledging the fact that we are disappointed, mm-hmm. that we are frustrated, that we are getting to a place where we need the help, right? Yeah. And it's true because like I wanted a grandson so bad. Like that was one of my heart's desires. And I finally got him and I'm like, Lord, now he's gone. And I was mad at God. Like yeah. really, I was honestly. Sure. You know, I was mad. I'm like, I finally got the one thing that I desired and it was just snatched away. Yep. You know, but God reminded me of even the sacrifice, <laughs> you know, of himself, yeah, of Christ, you know. And so I'm just like, Lord, I really had to even give that to God, yep. you know, so that peace could return in my life, you know, because I was mad for a little while. And every yeah. now and then it creeps back because I'm just like, mm. especially when I get a memory on Facebook, I'm like, why do I post so much on Facebook? It's like, <laughs> memory. <laughs> but I just, I thank God because even in the short time that I had with my grandson, I feel like I had a lifetime with him. Yep. It was just, it may not make sense to many, but I just feel like the timing was perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, it was perfect. So, yeah. I am so grateful that you are transparent enough to say that you went through a time where you were upset with God over the loss. 
because I think a lot of times many of us feel that way, but we don't feel comfortable to say it. And it's really hard to heal and move past that feeling in a healthy way if we don't acknowledge it. That's true. Dr. G, because you know she does grief counseling and stuff like that. And that was one of the things she had said to me. She said, Carmi, it is okay to mourn. You yeah. know? I'm like, but oh, I'm going to be tough. Yeah. You know? And she's like, if you do not release it, you are going to break down. Like, That's really right. break down. And you're not going to be able to regroup as quick as you, you know, need to. Yeah. And I said, you know what? You're right. You're right. You know, and right now I am actually in school doing counseling. <laughs> That's like, Lord, you, it's funny, you know, Pastor Candace, he is so funny. You write about it. And I have been going through so many different therapies, learning so many different therapies, but I have been healing so much in my journey of counseling. I'm just like, I'm thinking I'm taking, you know, the courses for my, for my clients to come. Yep. But it was definitely for me first, you know, and I'm so grateful for that because I believe that I've gotten a lot of healing from, you know, the time that I'm in school. Yep. You know? And so, yeah. I love even how the Lord does that, right? Because I know that you shared with me that this was something that, that was in your heart for a long time, that you I wanted to time. go to school, that you wanted to do these things, right? Mm -hmm. But even the timing of it and how the Lord, you know, the Bible says that he maps out all of our days before we've lived even one of them. Yes, that's true. Like that's that our true. steps are ordered and there are some steps that we wish we would have never had to step into, right? Mm -hmm. we, there are some parts of our journey that I wish this wasn't a part of my journey. But mm -hmm. one thing that I know and that I have experienced and that I want to encourage somebody tonight is that the Lord is a restorer. Yes, he is. And he is a redeemer. And even though we lose things along the way, we gain other things. I used to feel some kind of way because I'm like, yeah, but the thing that I lost, I want you to restore that. Yeah, true. That is true. Okay. Because <laughs> we get comfortable. Gonna, anybody wow. in the chat that knows what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want you to bring that back. <laughs> but- the Lord is so gracious in how he lays our lives. And he's like, Candace, I never promised you that you would not experience hardship. That's true. I never promised you that you would not experience loss. Mm -hmm. In my case, he said, what I did tell you is that to live is Christ and to die is gain. I did yeah. tell you that. I did tell yeah. you to be absent from here is to be present with the Lord. I did tell you that. I did tell you that this side is temporary. And so you are guaranteed to be reunited again. I did tell mm -hmm. you that. Like there are mm -hmm. some promises that can put our, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I think that we experience grief in a deeper way because we don't know what else God has said. And that's it. And that's it. You're absolutely correct. And that's what really helps the process. Yeah. When we understand the promises, it helps with the process. Yes, so true. Somebody mm -hmm. put that in the chat. When we understand the promise, it helps with the process. So, yes. so good. So Carlita, what are some things that you have learned about yourself in this process that you feel may resonate with somebody that's watching tonight or listening later? What have I learned 
about myself. I definitely have learned that I do have some, because I always considered myself a really, really strong person. I really, really did. But I got to see the weak side of me. And it's okay to show your weak side. Yep. You know, so because especially as women, you know, we always want to seem like we have it all together, you know, especially when you have people that are always looking up to you and that type of prime example at my job, you know, Carmi is always the one. If anything goes wrong, I'm there. I'm going to pray and all of that. And when my tragedy took place. The department did not know what to do because the person that is always there for everybody else is now on that side. And they really didn't know what to do. And that made me dress back to say, you know what, Carmi, you need to start showing another side of you because people don't see you any other way. Come on. You know, and I'm just like, wait a minute, I do hurt. I do go through and I'm just like, no, you don't. We didn't know how to handle you, you know? Mm -hmm. And that really made me do a self check because I'm like, am I really walking around like I'm this big giant with no feelings? Yeah. And that makes us feel good for a time. But if we really think about it, yeah, it's so true. It's so true. I'll tell you the lesson that I learned from that very thing. Number one, I learned... The Lord's like, what good is it if you're the only person that can pray when you're down, everybody else is out, (laughs) right? Like you are supposed to be being an example, not just an example for everybody to look to the one, but being an example in a way where it's like, let me show you how to do this, right? So somebody in our circle, somebody that's watching our life needs to know that what I'm doing, you can do. You as well. Yes. You can do these things, right? And so I do want to encourage somebody who feels like a lot of people are looking to you. That is an amazing thing. But the power that we have, this is, listen to me. Now you're going to give me a soapbox. The power of the example Mm -hmm. that we have in Jesus is that when he walked the earth, he said, greater things will you do. That's it. He said, you're going to do what I've done and you're going to do more. You're going to do greater things. And sometimes we just like, you know what I mean? I don't want to say it's a prideful thing because I don't think it is a prideful thing. I think it's just a sense of responsibility. Like, okay, people are looking at me, so I got to always be on. I got to always be doing the thing. But Mm -hmm. part of the grace of being a leader is making sure that the people that are following us are as equipped as we are. Yes. So that they can do greater. That is the example of leadership that Jesus gives to us. Stepping off my soapbox. (laughs) Hmm. Truth. Is it truth? Is it truth? It is. It is. Lord, help us. People, I am human too. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. Come on. And even that, like really that becomes a beautiful lesson too, right? Mm -hmm. The way we handle our humanity as believers, it is a lesson for those who are trying to walk this journey with the Lord, because Mm -hmm. it's like either I'm like no pain, you know what I mean? Like I'm hitting my hand with a hammer, nothing. I don't feel nothing but blessings. No, that's not real. (laughs) Or I'm sitting in the same rut as the next person. And all we're doing is feeling the feelings. 
Exactly. But somebody needs to be able to say, I'm going to feel this thing, but I'm also going to trust God. I'm going to feel this thing, but I'm also going to believe God. I'm also going to tune out everything else and listen for his voice. That's it. Because like you said, there is a promise in this process. It's not just about the process. And sometimes all we want to have is a story. We have not graduated to a testimony because we have not allowed the Lord to turn that thing around. Yes. We are calling our stories, our testimonies, but God has not yet been victorious in your situation yet. And that's what makes it a testimony. When I can say I was down, but the Lord was faithful and my life is not the same. Yes. There true. Even in this tragedy, like I am so determined that my family is going to come first. God, my husband, my family. Come on. And then we can put everything else after that. Like really, I mean, we are, I believe the Millets are close family. You know, I truly believe that, but I really saw it when we went through this. Like my husband, I'm just like, well, I got the best husband ever on earth. Like oh, he has his family together. You know, yes. the top wife that he has, I was able to just, woo, and he took it up. Come you on. Know, so I didn't think we could get any closer, but I'm telling you, it's like nothing can come between the millets. Come on. Because life isn't promised to any of us. It's true. You know, that morning we laugh home, we pray every morning, we cover our family every morning. And that morning, I call him grandson. He came down in the van with us, you know, and we, he never comes down in the van with me mornings. That morning, I'm like, God, you set everything up. Like we had our last play together, our last laugh together. All of that, God set it all up, you know? And I'm just like, when I got that call, instantly I just saw my family like click, 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 click. Like you couldn't separate us, you know, at the hospital. They're like, well, it's COVID and we can't have you all in here together. And we're like, huh? I'm sorry. Well, you just have to call the police later and deal with us and we'll just have to go through whatever the process is. But it's no way. We yep. can separate. We're not that type of family. You got to understand this, you know. And so I just encourage families to get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, forgiveness. If we didn't have forgiveness in our family, we would have all been riding this storm separately, you know. And so I truly, honestly encourage families to get it right. Forgive those that you need to forgive. Let go of what you need to let go because you never know when it's going to knock on your door, you know? And so forgiveness is a big piece. That's like a whole nother episode. Lord knows. (laughs) I know that I had to go through stuff way back when and get to a point in my life where I had to forgive so many people right in my family, you know, to be able to stand this year and go through what we went through. And we came out on the other side, no, and we're not totally out of it because we still have our moments, but we're riding it together, you know? And so I just encourage families, get it right, 
forgive those that you need to forgive, even if you have to forgive them from the grave. Because I've had to forgive many people that have hurt me from the grave. And I'm like, Lord, this makes no sense. But when I did do it, such freedom that I had after doing it. So true. So true. There is a power of forgiveness and there is a level, like you said, I'm going to go back to your phrase. When you understand the promise, the process is easier. When you understand what God is trying to give to you, forgiving is easier. (laughs) When you understand that the Lord is like, I am trying to give you the gift of freedom and liberty. I am trying to give you the gift of peace. I am trying to give you the gift of joy. I am trying to give you the gift of a brighter future that is not bogged down with all the weights of yesteryear. Seriously. When we understand those things, the process is easier to wrap our minds around. Like forgiveness is not hard, but you know what is harder? 20 more years of life this way. I think I may have shared it with you where I saw on Facebook or YouTube where this husband had been divorced from his wife for 46 years, 46 years divorced and still holding grudges against her. And she's in her grave and he's still in that process of anger and hate and all of that. And she's dust. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like so much bondage. And I'm like, look, I I don't need that. I'm sorry. I got to live my last little bits of life on earth free. It's true. And when we realize it, like if we could just put it into a different term, the anger that we feel, the hurt that we feel is robbing us of the fullness of your today. So how many of us would sign up to be robbed every day of our life until we leave this life? You know what I mean? I don't want nothing taken from me because we don't see it and because we don't, it's not tangible to us. We just forfeit it. I forfeit my peace. I forfeit my joy. I forfeit good relationships on the other side of this, right? I forfeit it Mm -hmm. because my anger feels good. Exactly. My anger feels good to me. Right, right. And if I let it go, you know, how can I be sure that they really pay for it? Exactly. I've been there. Me too. I'm like, God, I can't let them off the hook. Because if I let them off the hook and then I know you're a forgiving God, you let them off the hook. Who's going to keep them on the hook? Exactly. And I'm losing sleep. And I'm like, that's sleeping like a baby. Come on. I'm like, you know what? Mm -mm. It's time to let this thing go. Come on. Go. This is one thing I will say, though. The Bible is clear. The Bible says as long as there is reaping and sowing, as long as there is time on the earth, as long as this sun keeps popping up and the moon and all this rotation, (laughs) the Bible says that the law of sowing and reaping will be in place. That's it. So when you are questioning who's going to keep them on the hook and who's going to make sure that they get what they deserve, the Bible says that the law of sowing and reaping is in place already. Mm -hmm. He also Mm -hmm. says that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. The Lord does know how to sort things. The Bible says that he's a righteous judge. And just because you don't know the judgment of God doesn't mean that judgment of God doesn't exist. Exactly. But it also means that you don't have to patrol the situation until it happens. (laughs) Right? I'm like, now I'm patrolling this hook because I need to make sure they stay on it. You don't forget, Lord. <laughs> and just another thing, just make sure it's on your list for the day, God. <laughs> I remember Apostle Denvity 
preaching a sermon, release your tormentor. I remember that like daily. You release your tormentor, then God can work on your tormentor. Come on. Up to, to work on the tormentor. Release them because we're holding them in bondage. It's true. It's true. Let them go and let God deal with them. Right. It's not our job. Right. And again, some of you might be listening like, why are you guys always talking about forgiveness? Because I promise you this is like the third or fourth episode. We always kind of circle around this neighborhood. But forgiveness is a part of turning your pain, turning your tragedy into triumph. It's about being honest with yourself. It is about holding on to the promise of God, number one, knowing what the promise of God is. So if you don't find yourself reading the word of God, if you don't find yourself in a community of faith where people can bring up the promises of God to you and remind you, these are things that we need. And like Chaplain Carmi said, it does us no good if we're the strongest one in the room. Because when we are down and out, I need somebody to be like, hey, but this is the word of the Lord concerning you. That's it. This is why the Lord says that we are a body. This is why the Mm -hmm. word of God says that within the body, every joint supplies. That's it. Right? Everybody's supposed to be contributing to the well-being of this body. It ain't going to do us no good to have one strong arm and no other thing is working. (laughs) We just a strong arm. (laughs) Can't can't see nothing. Can't hear nothing. Can't go nowhere. Can't stand up. Just you just go one arm. Just one arm. <laughs> <laughs> like this body needs some work. This body needs exactly. some work. So, oh gosh. And I feel like you answered my last question, Chaplain Carmi, but I'll give you one other set of opportunity if there's anything else that you want to say. But my question was, what is one piece of wisdom that has helped you to grow in your life that you could share with us in closing? One piece of wisdom. I just say, you know, trust yourself. You know, and I just say, because like I, I mentioned earlier, you know, I just always saw myself as this strong person and I want people to see me as this strong person. And I just say, it's okay to say how you really feel, mm. you know, because I believe it's important when you say how you really feel, then you can get some help, you know, and people will see you as basically a normal person, you know, not this person that never feels anything. And Right, God forbid we all be normal. You know, it's okay to say how you feel. If you're not feeling good, don't say, oh, I'm blasting highly favored. No, I'm going through today. And yes, I am, you know, but I just know that the goodness of God is with me. That's right. You know, but it's okay to say I'm not okay. You know, and I just think that will help so many people because we all, and it's pride sometimes too, you know, but it's okay to say I'm not okay. Come on. It's It's true. It's true. Somebody needs to know that today. It is okay to not be okay. It is not okay to not say that you are not okay. It's not okay to stay not okay. Okay. (laughs) Not, okay. Not when we have a... God who cares so much for us, yes, who has yes. made so many provisions for us to yes. be well, to be loved, to be restored and renewed. Again, yes. this is the same God that gives beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, peace for despair. And yes. he didn't say, 
you know, I'm going to give you these things as long as you're doing this and doing this right and doing this right. As long Mm -hmm. as you're the the strong one, then you for sure qualify for that. No, Mm -hmm. he said he gives it to us in a way that he's no respecter of person. Yes. So Chaplain Carmi, thank you so much for sharing today. Like I said, there was nobody else that could (laughs) speak to this topic in the way that you did. So thank you. Thank you for allowing God to use your life for a story of hope. We all experience a loss along the way. And I would venture to say that yours is a deeper loss that many of us will never know. But the fact that you have experienced that and can talk and speak of the goodness of God gives us hope that if I have only experienced a fraction of your loss, then I know God can do exceedingly abundantly. If he's doing it for you, he can do it for me. That's it. That's it right there. And I tell people all the time, if God did it for me, he can definitely do it for you. Amen. 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 So before we get off, I want to give you an opportunity to share because you have something exciting happening and I want people to be able to take advantage and be a part of it. So I am going to bring Leanna on and I'm going to let you two talk about what you have been working on. And yeah, I'm going to get out the way. So just a second and I'm bringing your own. All right, here we go. Welcome, Leanna. Hey, Lay. Good evening, everybody. Um, Hello, hello, good evening. This was such an amazing chat. I was just sitting in my seat, just really just taking it all in. I just want to thank you both for your transparency in this conversation. It was definitely a blessing. The exciting news. So Anointed Steps Dance Ministry School is actually holding a conference from October 13th to the 16th. And this is really exciting because if you know anything about Carmelita the Millet, then you know that you're in for a treat. This is our fourth year doing this conference. And what I can say about it is if you got something from this chat alone, you can only expect greater from this conference. You come to this conference one way and you leave change, you leave empowered, you leave set free and delivered and just ready to take on whatever it is that God is instructing you to do. One thing I want to mention is that we do have eight workshops, six Mm -hmm. workshops that we do each year. Liturgical, we do mime, flags, as well as vocal. However, this year we have included two new workshops. And this is really exciting because we want to each year continue to expand and reach people that want to be a part of the empowerment and a part of just the shift in a sense, which is the name of the conference. And so this conference is on the 13th to the 16th at Willow Bank Resort and Conference Center. And the two new workshops that we have is introduction to video. And this is actually a workshop where people who may want to broadcast their services online, or you might have camera, equipment that you want to utilize so that people can view your services online or in any way if you want camera experience this is the workshop for you and then we have leaders to leaders which is facilitated by mrs carmelita millet and this is actually a really exciting opportunity because anyone who joins this workshop as a leader 
This is for somebody who <laughs> continues to pour out, continues to lead a team or arts ministry, someone who needs a refreshing or almost like jump cables, right? Mm-hmm. Like a jump start in their mm-hmm. ministry. This is for you. This is something that my mom, Carmelita, has placed on her heart for so long. And just hearing her prayer for this workshop is something that I think anyone who is looking to be a leader or is a leader will benefit from. And one thing I want to share is how you can access the details for this workshop. So if you want to register for a workshop, whether it's liturgical, mime, vocals, or flags, introduction to videography, or leaders to leaders, you can head to www.asdmsbermuda.com and you'll be able to register for a workshop. But if you don't want to register for a workshop, but you still want to be a part of the experience, we have an exciting event that is taking place on the 13th, which is our opening night. And so what you can expect from that is, one, if you do purchase a ticket, you do get a dinner special. So if you want to have dinner before you come to the event, you can definitely grab a bite to eat on discount at Willow Bank Resort. And then we have our guest speakers. We have Pastor Candice. We are so excited to hear what she has to say. We are ready to experience the shift through whatever it is that the Lord has placed on her heart to share with us. You can also expect a word from Sister Tiffany Douglas, as well as Brother Oral Barnett Jr., which is my husband. I'm really excited to hear what God has to say through these vessels. Each year, I don't know, it's just every year is an elevation. Every year. You just know like, we can go higher. <laughs> Listen, with the Lord, we have to take our limits off. So Come on. I'm just excited for what the opening night will be. This is open to everybody, not just participants. If you want, you can go on our website and purchase tickets for the Thursday night. And then on the Sunday, we have another public event, which is our showcase and the interesting thing about this year is that we are showcasing the many workshops that will be taking place over the course of the weekend because it is a four-day event but we are also having the opportunity to experience the school asdms school and so we are actually having our recital and the shift showcase in one and this is something we've never done before so it's almost like it's a, a shift. <laughs> it's a shift. It's a bang for your buck. You get two shows in one. And like I said before, if you've been to the showcase, you can only expect greater from this one, especially because we have the ministry school as well as the conference showcase combined. And so if you have any questions, you can contact us at info at asdmsbermuda.com. That's info at asdmsbermuda.com. But if you want to get those details, the website is www.asdmsbermuda.com. And we hope to see you there. We're really excited. The teachers the facilitators have been really preparing for this each year like i said it's a mind-blowing experience you really leave feeling empowered whether you're in these seats as a spectator or in the midst of it as a participant you can expect to be blessed and so we hope to see you there awesome. man awesome well again it has been such a pleasure having 
you both on, uh, particularly Miss Carmelita, because I mean, like I said, nobody could have done it, but like you did it tonight. So thank, thank you, you all for watching. Thank you for your comments and for constantly kind of moving this conversation along. Listen, you guys are preaching with me <laughs> in the comments and I love you for it. Thank wow. you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for contributing. Listen, people are not just benefiting from what's happening on the screen. People are also benefiting from the nuggets that you're leaving in the comment section. Thank you mm -hmm. for your contribution to this community. This episode will be available on all podcast platforms this weekend for your listening pleasure. So if you enjoyed this and you want to share it with somebody that you love, you can share it via video or you can share it on podcast. If you haven't yet subscribed, please do. You can subscribe anywhere where podcasts are available. And lastly, if you have not um, gone to my website, please go to my website, www.candislam.com. Sign up for the newsletter there. I've got some really exciting things happening before the end of the year. So I want to make sure that I can connect with you guys and make sure that I can send you information. We have an event that's coming up in November and we've also got some downloadables, some fresh downloadables that are going to be coming your way. So if you haven't yet, please sign up for the newsletter and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss a thing. And other than that, I'm going to bid you all good night. God bless you. I love you. And we will see you again next week. Good night. Good night, Thanks for listening to the Growth and Greatness podcast. If you haven't yet, subscribe to make sure you never miss a new episode and follow me on social media at Candice Lamb. That's C-A-N-D-I-C-E-L-A-M-B-E. -E. To catch the replay of this live show, check out my channel, Rain Life Entertainment on YouTube. That's R-E-I-G-N Life Entertainment on YouTube.